what's another one of the most interesting case studies that you guys have, have seen? We had a case where we turned up at one of the universities and we were presenting our suit. And this is where one of the professors said, well, can I show you something? He said, he knew how to use a suit. Uh, and he was showing us that the suit is actually capable of uh, moving the limbs without the person having any control of it. So the lady was paralyzed neck down for 13 years. The moment we put the suit on and he showed us uh, that certain parameters will influence the muscular uh, activity, he showed us she could lift her leg and then we played with toes and then she, well, everybody was excited and she was excited because she couldn't feel any of it but she could see that she's actually moving. We discussed how we could apply that to paraplegics in general. Uh, there is a slight potential that we could pair our suit with it with an exoskeleton, for example, and actually allow people to walk without having any control of the, over their limbs. At least on a physiological level, we've covered the muscular uh, uh, stimulation that would move the arm, providing we have the signal. Welcome to Immersive Talks. This is Palmer Foote from Bigfoot Music and Sound hosting episodes with Jump Into The Light around the connection between immersive technologies and the human condition. I want to give a few shout outs. Firstly, to Jump Into the Light, a virtual reality arcade and studio where anyone can experience immersive gaming, art, and the latest technology. You can find out more at jumpintothelight.nyc. Co-founder Mihao and production manager Royal from Jump work to produce this podcast and find incredible guests to be interviewed. I'm a commercial and freelance music producer, as well as a resident artist here at Jump. After several episodes of hosting this podcast, I realized the world of immersive media is becoming more inclusive than ever. Masters of arts, sciences, community, and passion make their way into Jump Studio to have conversations with me about immersive media projects and how they apply to the human experience. In today's episode, I'm lucky to speak with Owen and Dimitri, two co-founders of Tesla Suit. Tesla Suit is a full-body haptic suit and training solution for physical VR experiences. You wear this suit on your body and can link it with a computer. It becomes a platform for the human to communicate back and forth with a computer, which leads to virtually endless possibilities. Tesla Suit is the hardware which allows developers to code new programs expanding the suit's potential. In this episode, we go into a few different use cases and talk about the potentials of the Tesla suit. If you're interested in learning more or developing for the suit, check out teslasuit.io and fill out an application. Please enjoy. Owen and Dimitri, welcome to Immersive Talks. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for spending the time this Wednesday afternoon over at Jump Into the Light in the seance room, which may or may not change in the future. Feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. So you are both a part of Tesla Suit. So could you tell me more about where you come from as a company? Um, we started three years ago um, as a company. We, we got registered um, in UK and HQ in London currently. Um, the project was conceived probably in 2012. And this is where our inventor has come up with the uh, with an idea first and presented it at, in his, uh, at his university, being a first-year student, being 19 years old at the time. Nice. And, Which uh, university? Uh, that was uh, one of the technical universities in Belarus, in Minsk. Cool. He was going to, he went to. And uh, from there, he was just spreading the word around and trying to find uh, 
somebody who would think alike. And uh, back in the day, they hooked up together with uh, Roman, who was an artist, 3D artist for uh, several games companies. And so together, they've shaped how the suit should look like. Uh, they've done you know, some creative work, uh, and I think it was released on YouTube back in the day. Uh, the original designs? Yes, the original designs. And from then, uh, it was being researched as to how could they actually make it work. So everybody had seen uh, Lawnmower Man, and everybody was back in the day excited about the Matrix movie and so on and so mm -hmm. forth, but nobody had attempted that before. And so that was a very challenging kind of enterprise that they, they were trying to implement. And so we met, uh, uh, me, I met uh, uh, Serge, the, the inventor, and uh, Roman, Roman later, but Serge came uh, to London in 2015, uh, uh, approximately October time. And this is where the MVP was born, like very first suit. Back in the day, it required like a wet t-shirt to run and so on and so forth. It was a bit... Uh, Difficult to operate, but that would, that's the age of MVP. Yeah, truly experimental. Yeah, very experimental. So um, we spent some more time on uh, actually thinking as to how we could make it vi a viable product to begin with, where right. we could apply it to. And in May 2016, we've uh, set up a company and we started the project. We finally committed. So Owen was there. Uh, uh, at a time, so he's he's one of the founders as well, and together we're like six founders, initial founders. Yeah, uh, partner family. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so then we started raising some funds so to to get this project going, and today we're almost or maybe exceeding 130 people. Amazing uh, across uh, the group of three companies at the moment. Great. Last two and a half years have made amazing strides. Yeah. The technology's advanced considerably. We've added new systems, expanded the, the capabilities of the suit. Got Drew, rid of wet t-shirt. Even that. And now we've got a full body costume which combines a, a range of facility, uh, a capability which no other product seems to encompass at the moment. We really think that we've got something which is going to help people exploit the, the most, the expanding range of enjoyment and the things that people can do with virtual reality and augmented reality. So it brings me to all these different things that you could do with a computer on your body. And for the people who, who don't know what the Tesla suit is, from my understanding, it's sort of a computer, a segmented computer on your body. We you could know? call it that, but it's not just a computer. It basically provides an interface to communicate between the computer and the body. So we can both output the data in the form of haptical feedback, so the sensations of touch, the high-velocity impacts, or, or, or uh, we can gather the data about physical motion in the form of motion capture. So we track the entire body. We can uh, make the avatar uh, animated using anybody's body. Uh, and we also read the biometrical uh, feedback, which can allow us to actually um, understand the psycho-emotional response so stress levels, focus, and so on and so forth. There are many parameters that we haven't even touched yet, but we're encouraging developers to join us and uh, explore uh, all the possibilities. In terms of a game that yeah. one would play, what implementation would the suit have in a, maybe a shooting game or something like that? Ultimately, we could interact with the world. We could feel uh, 
explosions and shots and we could push doors and uh, pick up locks and whatnot. But at the same time, what we could do is provide a system with an understanding of how excited we are. And basically, the game can become either more complicated or ease off, depending on how we feel about cool. it. I really do want to talk about the biometrics of it because I think that's coming up more and more with different projects that you see. You're, you're reading data from some, you know, I was seeing my eyes move back and forth with one of the apps, you know, and it's being able to really identify the difference between each of us. Can we talk a little bit more about what tests you can do? What kinds of tests can you do with this device potentially? So currently we have electrocardiogram, so we can uh, see the heart rate, we can monitor the uh, variation in blood pressure and so on and so forth. With galvanic skin response, we can do the analysis on stress levels and focus and uh, actual fatigue levels and so on and so forth. So we can gather some biometrical data. Also, we're, we're continuously developing new biometrical sensors, and obviously in the future we see a lot of potential in the medical field. So this is where things like uh, biometrical authentication will become possible. Mm -hmm. So this is where uh, uh, our body, our biometrical signature uh, is so unique it can act as an encryption key uh, to open our private data, if you want. Right. Yeah. As a key, so you step into the suit and it knows that you are you. It knows the specific user, exactly. So if somebody else is wearing your suit, uh, their biometrics will not uh, will not match. And so the suit will act and identify a different user. So potentially it's a different key. One of the benefits of that is that if multiple people share the suit, that their profile could, would be automatically loaded as soon as they put the suit on. And the suit can be adjusting itself to suit you. Cool. Absolutely. And one of one of the aspects we're, we're all continuously talking about, like having the data actually uh, carried with you. Because as the suit is a computer, it can basically, it can read your data, your key in real time. So there's no need to pass it over to like external systems. Your data wallet, essentially. You exactly. Have your your yeah. wallet, you know, be a part yeah. of this. No data leakage. We don't need to put anything in the cloud. It can store a certain amount of data and... We we initially for the for the development kit we we put like thirty two gig drive on it uh, with probably two gig RAM for development for just in case you know we were not yeah. using all of that we're using onboard processing for motion capture that requires a bit of uh, processing power but otherwise haptics is very low overhead uh, medium of communication when you talk about developing for this product what kinds of softwares are you working with. We have already made uh, plugins available for Unity and Unreal, uh, the major engine game, games engines. Yep. Uh, we're working with Crytek on native integration as well, so uh, it will support uh, Tesla Suite out of the box. Um, we're also approaching different engines like platforms uh, to have a native integration into those. But we also provide uh, a native API, which is a C++ library that can be uh, connected to any proprietary engine that we don't know of. So if you're an athlete, if you're a cyclist going down the uh, a track race and you're doing a 15K and you have your suit on, what kind of feedback could it give you? So recently we were looking at uh, sports applications and this is 
Um, so everybody understands we generate haptical feedback uh, in the form of electrical stimulation. So we use electromuscular stimulation and electrocutaneous neural stimulation. So both can stimulate both the surface of the skin, upper epidermis, or go all the way into the muscles and stimulate the muscle tissue. And so that can naturally work for athletes uh, whilst training or trying to cool down. And the scenario we're talking about, if somebody cycles uh, at a high pace, uh, usually cyclists, for example, once they cross the finish line, they still need to cycle for a bit more to cool down the muscles, so not to have that aftershock of uh, blood inflowing uh, down to legs, like dropping the blood pressure and then uh, getting it high again so that, so it doesn't knock you out. Right. Uh, what you can have is the suit can take care of stimulating the muscles and 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 kind of reduce the intensity over time, that will help to move the, uh, uh, the acid, like uh, the lacto lactic acid, and uh, it continues massage almost massaging your muscle. What, what is another case study that comes to mind that, you know, you might be able to help? We, we looked at uh, applying motion capture, for example, and a bit of science to the actual workout. And we can change the intensity and we can up the intensity uh, so the athletes could do the same work in 20 minutes that would otherwise take one hour. Hmm. So imagine uh, if we stimulate the muscles right when it's needed, in the right posture, and uh, at the right kind of uh, tension, it actually allows to stimulate the full depth of the muscle rather than us trying to first warm it up and make sure it's evenly warmed up, and then we start working it out. And uh, the second... Uh, Second application is that TENS itself trains, um, like allows us to exceed slightly the uh, our potential that our brain allows us to use in the muscles. So imagine um, when bodybuilders are working out, they always strive to exceed their previous uh, previous training, so previous result. Um, sometimes they they have to revert to some kind of uh, uh, accelerants like. I don't know, they buy wind straw and stuff like that. We've heard of that. Uh, the reason for that is because their brain doesn't allow to use the full strength of the muscle. It limits it so they don't damage their muscle tissue. Now, but it's still possible to exceed that level and train the brain backwards that it is okay. We can still do that. And uh, this is what unlocks that further strength and strength and strength. It make, make, makes you stronger. It makes you work out more efficiently. Yeah, training your brain backwards, it makes me think of uh, meditation and what kinds of use you could get from having proper posture while meditating or walking. You know, if you're carrying a heavy bag, you might need to have a slightly different support in an area that you don't naturally have um, because you're not naturally supposed to be carrying a backpack around all day long at school and, and around the city. And taking an example from the posture, for example, with motion capture, we can have… Uh, a virtual coach that will help with the actual proper technique as well. Because we can see the uh, angle at which somebody pulls the weight up and like sideways, for example, we can correct that. We can output the signal right where the arm is going the wrong way and so on and so forth. So essentially, we can have a virtual coach. Where, where are you finding potential around the world? You, I, you guys travel a lot. Well, that we do. Yeah. <laughs> That we do. Um, 
Currently, we're engaging the uh, enterprise market in, in health and safety and environmental training. Um, we're also working with government services, first responders. Um, we've started some research into medical rehabilitation. We've, so far, we've engaged with, with more than four, I think, top universities in the world on re neural rehabilitation, um, post-stroke rehabilitation, and so forth. So forth. There are um, concurrent researches going on into uh, what we call the lowest hanging fruit, basically uh, things that we can accomplish with the technology that's already present in the suit. And mm -hmm. um, we're also uh, looking forward to add other types of sensors, so to expand on usability. Um, we, I think we've covered pretty much uh, everywhere from San Francisco to Tokyo, and we even supplied like more uh, in the process of supplying some African countries as well. We're talking to Australian guys. We, we've sent some some suits to Australia. We've been to like we've sent it to New Zealand. We're literally covering. It's, it's been very well received over the last year or so. And how would how do how how is the suit received in San Francisco versus Tokyo? <laughs> Everywhere we go, it's enthusiastically. I mean, <laughs> um, is it different or is it the same reaction and interaction with it? I think that would be, if there's any difference, that's going to be just due to the innate nature of the local culture. Um, obviously, in San Francisco, there's a lot of visionaries. There's a lot of people who are very um, willing and enthusiastic to explore the potential for themselves. Maybe you'd say that in um, Japan and Tokyo, that people like to be told what it can do initially, but once they try it, they actually really seem to agree. So uh, we're, we're quite... It's quite nice to get a, a warm welcome wherever you go. So if someone wants to use one of these suits, what do they have to do? We, they would have to go on, uh, on our website, mm -hmm. uh, teslasuit.io, and we have a form to contact us and fill in about you know, the project, the requirement, and uh, basically get on the program and start developing for it. So this, this presents uh, an opportunity for you to work with like you're saying, some of the top universities, but also people who are logging on, you know, your website and, and sending you an email. How has a community who sent you an email developed with this suit? Um, we initially set off on a journey to uh, basically explain what uh, haptics can mean, you know, in, in our vision and the way, you know, using our technology. So, uh, previously, the haptics were usually associated with a rumble pack or uh, a PS Game PlayStation controller. controller. Yeah, so that was the best of it. Uh, now, using electrical stimulation, nobody's done it like in a full body form, and it's it's a completely different kettle of fish. So, um, naturally, because we can provide the specificity, and at the same time, it ranges in power from like uh, feather light stroke. Mm -hmm to all the way to a, an impact which is probably can stop a human from like um, charging forward. Uh, it wouldn't stop the body completely because we don't influence the physics of like uh, inertia. But uh, right. if somebody was training towards, for example, and we talked to uh, some, say, private security or police, and Sometimes we need to show the scenario that uh, somebody has to be very careful about how they position themselves, how they talk to each other, and the fact that using guns has repercussions. So that has a very, very strong effect uh, 
on people, especially in VR. We can simulate different situations. We can show that somebody could be uh, non-responsive due to some kind of condition, mental conditions or, or something. So it's not always black and white. And this is what we can simulate in, with, with the use of haptics in VR. Is there any AI being developed for the suit? Well, um, we have our internal neural network that we use sometimes to help us out to uh, flush the amount of errors that certain sensor, sensors are producing. So we're using it to adjust the technology. Uh, this is an internal uh, neural network. It's been developed by uh, our guys and it's only used for technological uh, improvements. But in theory, we could hook up uh, any type of AI. I mean, nowadays, using IP technology, we can transmit, pass through data into any artificial intelligence network. Is there any use case of the suit in a performance art scenario? Yeah, well, we're... Because of the motion capture, immediately uh, everything that needs to be animated or uh, immediate recording of the person's uh, motion uh, can be utilized and transmitted in real time, for example. And with the use of green screens, for example, we can, we can set somebody in a completely different settings, in uh, a different environment, and we can have a character which looks nothing like the person to be animated immediately. So that's just one of the myriad of uh, applications. Talking about music, with uh, and we've we've seen. I think uh, there's a development in London, for example, where their DJ is using motion captured gloves to create music. So imagine we can output the actual vibe of the crowd uh, onto the body of the uh, DJ. At the same time, so the DJ gets uh, the vibe of the crowd uh, in a unionized form. And on top of that, what we could do is, uh, if the crowd was wearing Tesla suits, for example, then we have the general mood. And so the DJ could either pick up the mood or see where, it's, uh, where the interest is going down, change the tune, change the tempo, and so on and so forth, adjust it immediately. And overall, we could provide visual uh, stimulation as well, because we know that people react to colors differently, and sometimes that, coupled with music, coupled with uh, the vibe itself, it is very important psychological stimuli that would otherwise get feelings heightened. And that's probably what everybody else is seeking. Another scenario could be you could have multiple artists, either together or remote, each using the motion capture to do painting or something like that at a distance and you can mix the their work together they'd each see what the other's doing or to combine work and you get a, a creation digital or otherwise which would be the work of model people separate and that's just something you can't really do at the moment and then had the haptical aspect so this is where you add another dimension one thing you can see uh, the other the other uh, experiences when you can hear, but when you can touch, we can, when you can interact with the art, that is something that takes you to all another level. Right. And, and that's what's, what could be becoming potential, you know, in the future. Is there a Tesla suit community that one could get involved with? I think it's growing. I mean, every time someone tries on the suit and everyone sometimes someone comes up with a new idea of how to deploy it, then you know, that, that community expands. And we're always willing and looking forward to hearing from people with new ideas. 
I think many events that are uh, VR or AR related, uh, we have a community like globally now. We're being recognized without needing to show our colors. Uh, people know who we are and what we do, and everybody's excited. Everybody's like really supporting us in what we do. What brings you guys to jump into the light? Mihal very kindly extended an invitation to us, and it's great to be here. We've met some really interesting people with, uh, you know, like the Muse, etc., to see how people could perhaps harness EEG and stuff like that and expand our, our view of what we can do. And it's nice to find others who share our vision with what VR and AR can be used for. Uh, you know, the facilities here are fantastic, the green room particularly. We saw some great activities from, I think, which went on before. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that sort of thing being actively promoted and enjoyed in, you know, such a fantastic city. In one year, where do you see this suit? We definitely want to be, and we are number one at the moment in terms of haptics, like high-end high-end haptics. Uh, high, uh, we're moving uh, forward with motion capturing, improving the accuracy, the stability of it uh, compared to... Uh, uh, the market, overall market. We want to uh, get our research done on medical side. So we want to start opening medical rehabilitation possibilities for ourselves. Uh, at some point, we'll, we will commence the uh, certification process, get that certified as a medical device. That would be perfect. But we now starting engaging the athletes, being it uh, novices or pro athletes, uh, Everybody can find something useful within a suit. Uh, obviously, extending the number of apps that we could uh, bundle with the suit is always great. So we're, we're continuously working on integrations and actually explaining how uh, this adds a tremendous, tremendous value to the general software that's already existing. Yeah, we want to increase our range of content developers that we work with. Um, we're always looking for exciting, innovative projects that people want to invite us to join with them. So if there's anybody who's got a, a cool project that they're looking to add an extra dimension to, then you know, please contact Dimitri. Um, his team are always looking for people to partner with. Sure. sure. Thank you guys so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure speaking with you about this suit. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks Great for inviting here. us. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Brought to you by Bigfoot Music and Sound and Jump Into the Light. If you want to reach out to Bigfoot for commercial music interests and post-production needs, including podcasts, original music and sound, sound design, and much more, contact yo at b-i-g-f-o-o-t-e dot com. If you're interested in developing your VR and AR content, contact hello at jumpintothelight.nyc.